0: It is time to tune up the band and realize how good we had it in the ruthless aggression era. For it is another episode of the Sweet Shit Mag podcast. I am Sam, alongside Dan and Ridden, as we continue our journey for the wacky world of professional wrestling. How are you, chaps? Yes, I am right, regardless of what you say. We had, we didn't, re- we don't realize how good we had it in the ruthless aggression era. <laughs> it's one of those
1: things of like. You know, I look back on it and I go, man, there was a lot of bad stuff, but also like just generally the bar for everything that was good was much better. <laughs> man,
2: it's 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 weird. It's weird. Like I like am...
1: the like the low bar got really low, but yes. the high but the bar at the top got
2: really high. Like shockingly high. Like, oh my god.
0: Do you remember a time where Vince couldn't care what SmackDown was like and it left to its own devices became the best show that they had? So, they were,
1: NXT, like, they, were, they, they were just there and were just like, like Vince was like, I want nothing to do with this. this is not my child. And then just fucking is like, yeah, fucking Paul Heyman, fucking here you go.
2: Yeah, had this, Paul.
0: Thanks. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you get something good, fuck it, I want to take over. <laughs> just... Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, so, how have you been? It's been a busy week in Chinwag Towers, just outside of the podcast in general. For all of oh, us, oh, insanely! You know. Oh,
2: it is a miracle that you are having this episode, and you should thank us.
0: <laughs>
2: that is all I will say to everyone listening in. I have been so busy, <laughs> so utterly swamped with work, but I, I power through for you, the listener.
0: Thank me, assholes. <laughs> At Sweet Chinwag, make sure to make make sure that Reardon's name is on that tweet as I well. I want
2: every single one of you to tweet us
0: everything. <laughs> thanks, personally. I want my personal thanks, goddammit. <laughs> no, it's been so busy. I've had loads of video stuff done. Um, not just wrestling stuff, but other things as well. Um Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward. We are, I was going to say, as much as anyone follows Joseph knows, he's been plodding away for the past few months trying to get a certain project off the ground and we're finally there. And I came to it, like, I'm still editing as we speak and I've come to realise why it took him so long (laughs) to even write the
3: script.
0: (laughs) It's painful. Anyway, (laughs) We give you this podcast thanks to those lovely people over at SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and forever pending other platforms. You know,
2: guys, there is no way out from us pending because we are always, always pending. (laughs) <laughs> Bro, that was like butter.
0: Smooth. <laughs>
2: Smooth.
0: I, the moment, I, I'm, I, I literally thought about it five seconds ago, and I'm like, I have to do it. I have to make this right. I have to do it right. Damn right you did it. All right. Before we get on to our review of No Way Out 2004, let us visit Dan for this week's wrestling news.
2: Dun, 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 down. Wrestling news. <clears throat> Smooth as body yourself then. Welcome. Well
1: played. <laughs> well played. Yo. Uh, so as I said, I've had like zero time to keep up with like anything wrestling related this week just because it's been insanely busy. So I've been trying my best and so I've been trying to keep up with as much as I can, most of what I've been keeping up with is the collective weekend. Just because, like, a match is being announced like every four hours, and it's
0: gr- some great matches are being
1: announced. That's the and thing. there's and there's some absolutely insane matches being announced. Primarily, uh, AJ Gray versus uh, Darius Lockhart. Because yes,
0: that's gonna absolutely. Oh, that's gonna be great. By the like, way, like Biff Busick versus John Moxley for Bloodsport A is like the match I am so looking like... forward. To.
2: Blood is definitely the word, in
3: it. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: but also getting uh Biff Music versus Tony Deppin at spring break. Uh and uh Cole Raderick versus Akira, which is a, a thing I'm praying for Cole Radrick's blood.
3: <laughs>
0: Did you hear uh this model probably this uh, surprise the heck out of Reardon? Uh for spring break, the main event is Joey Janella versus jobber supreme the man of the new generation barry horowitz give yourself a pat on the back (laughs) okay i love that i'm also
1: fairly isn't isn't x park supposed to be there yes x
0: park is supposed to be there i can't remember who he's facing i can't remember off the top of my head no but it's like but, um... I love Spring Break purely because Joey Gillella just goes out there he goes what name from the past that not many people uh, remember or has kind of gone off the radar can I bring to this event? Yeah, it's great. I mean uh I'm I'm excited for uh
1: for uh Blood Sports Ninja Mac versus Yo-Yo, because I want to see what the
0: fuck that's going to look like. <laughs> yes. I'm I, I know real talk, I'm really excited to see John Hennigan. Yes, Bloodsport. John Morrison in Bloodsport. Yes. Johnny Bloodsport. Johnny Bloodsport. That one is going to be really interesting. And, of
1: course, the one that's got all the homophobes angry. Minoru Suzuki versus Effie. Which... Oh, shut up. To which I say. Look, right. My only thing to that is, same as I said on Twitter, right? If you're angry at Minoru Suzuki for having this match... Your, your homophobia is showing because like you just need to kind of go back through his career and you'll find enough stuff was, including was, but not limited to a small child mecha mummy and the fact that he's been in literal fucking kamen rider and one piece so, like, I was going to say, he did a match against fucking
0: Kikutaro, pretending to be a luchador. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Clearly, the people that are angry do not know a single damn thing about Minoru Suzuki's <laughs> career in Japan.
1: It will ruin Minoru Suzuki's reputation. This guy just like randomly appears in DDT whenever he wants to, and, yes. has, ma- and, has, a ma- and has matches with the owner, who is a stone cold cosplayer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to explain this to yeah. people.
3: <laughs> it that doesn't no matter shit.
1: because he's Minoru fucking Suzuki. Like Ruto, he, can that. Do dumb, he can do dumb shit and be fine. Ruto, well, what are you going to say to him?
2: What are you going to say to Minoru Suzuki? No.
0: <laughs> that might be a sleeper hit. Like, Honestly, I think Effie's probably no, going to get think a good it match will be, out of I Suzuki. I think it will be great, though. Yeah. I think it will genuinely, genuinely be great. It's going to be a hell of a fun time. That's for damn sure. Collective weekend this this year's, um, it's got some oh, really great people. It's like what, like 12 events over 3 days. Yeah. I'm just I'm really all oh, right. I'm also really looking forward to Big Gay Brunch because there's some really good names in on, yeah, on that show as well. There is. <laughs> Again, every time I think of Big A brunch, I still think of Nick Gage and um, the the Razor remote. he hit me up. We need to talk. <laughs> and the uh, that don't look like Razor <laughs> I love that man? Oh, I love Nick Gage far too
1: much. Um, oh, speaking speaking this is just this is just tweaked me on because I did say something. I did say to Scotch we were going to talk about it. Um, guys, this weekend are you controlling your narrative? <laughs> oh fuck off! <laughs> fuck right off! I don't know what's happening. Guys, I don't see what the problem is. I don't know. All the talent, are, all the talent are absolutely fine. I don't know why you'd have an issue. I
0: don't know what's gotten into EC three, but something clearly is messed up. <laughs> Dude, he's on the crusade against fucking big seasoning.
3: What
1: the
0: fuck is happening? Oh.
1: I love. It. That's a genuine thing a person wrote and put on a website to sell something. I fucking love it. Fucking big s- seasoning. Fuck me.
3: <laughs>
1: Guys, it's okay. You can go. You can go in the rant room and yell at a wrestler for <laughs> fucking three minutes or whatever
0: fucking for up. like
1: fifty dollars. <laughs> That's still a ripoff. No. <laughs> and they have they have to stand there and they can't respond to it. That's mm. totally not abusive in any way.
0: Hmm. <laughs> it's... Uh, my
1: guy, my guy said parasocial relationships, but make them negative.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damn, son. <Jesus>. Oh, so <laughs> on the. <laughs> We've got the Collective Weekend, all of that announced. Really looking forward to that. Um, the only thing I can tell of you, chaps, that was notable from Raw um, and SmackDown, actually, was title changes. We had Finn Balor winning yeah. the United States Championship, and Ricochet is now the Intercontinental Champion.
1: That's it. I'm happy because I'm like, you know, Ricochet's getting a title and whatever and like, you know, ooh this could be a little bit of a push and a little bit of legitimacy. Uh, But it's come at the cost of Sami Zayn having a match against Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania night one. Yep. And I'll be honest, I don't know that that makes it any better for me.
3: Mm. Mm. Including,
1: but also not limited to uh, that SmackDown's announcement that we're having Austin Fury versus Pat McAfee, which is going to be a thing.
0: Oh, we'll talk about Pat
1: McAfee in a moment. We, we, We will talk about that. And look, right? Maybe Austin Theory can show to me that he can work as a base. Mm. But just something in my head is telling me no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something in my head is telling me this is a dangerous position to put Austin Theory in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do. Because, think. like, you know, when you think about who, what was happening in the previous matches that Pat McAfee's had, there's been Adam Cole. You know, there's been the other people to help provide the base. Not to say that Pat McAfee McC- Pat isn't, like, got wrestling down. He clearly has.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He clearly knows what to do. <laughs> but I'm just like... Uh... I agree.
0: Uh... <laughs> it's It's going
1: to be a weird one. I tell you hey what... we're, we're getting fucking Sami Zayn versus Johnny
0: Knoxville, so <laughs> it might it might just it might just be that Johnny Knoxville will be the best celebrity since Floyd Mayweather in a WrestleMania match. Who knows? <laughs> I tell you what, lads. New Japan's fiftieth anniversary event fucking slapped. Oh <laughs> it, good. It was That's actually good. it was genuinely a lot of fun. Mostly because the main event was amazing. We had Tanahashi, Okada, and Tatsumi Fujinami up against Minoru Suzuki, Sabre Junior, and seventy-two-year-old Yoshiaki Fujiwara. It,
3: it is
1: true. fucking insane. Like, like, I genuinely, though, like, Japanese wrestlers of a certain generation are genuinely built different. Honestly,
3: no, they're
2: just, they just they generally don't give a fuck.
1: Honestly, like like seeing like seeing through Juara there I was like something about this feels like a crime
0: <laughs> he but, is but like it wasn't bad it wasn't at all that's the thing the, it, i could i could honestly think it's an early shoot in for match of the year <laughs> <laughs> with how with how entertaining and good it was, and a, just a great moment of like a father and son spat of Suzuki getting the shit slapped out of him by Fujiwara. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, what are you
1: doing? I'm no, doing like, exactly what are, I'm you, doing. Like, what are you? It's just like I'm tagging myself in.
0: <laughs> you can't. You're an old Get man. Get
2: out. Dush. I legitimately think, you know what? It might literally be like I am seventy-two years old. If I die,
0: I die. Whatever. Whatever. Look, I stake my claim as a legend. I have an arm bar named after me, so shut up.
1: See, but the thing the thing is as well, is that like obviously I saw people like commenting about stuff like oh like what's this? Oh look at him try and take bumps and I'm like, to be fair the dude's fucking seventy two, like Yeah. Like on there, and I see him like do a single leg take down. Like see, um, uh, Tanahashi go for the single leg on Fujiwara and I'm just like, you're too easy probably fucking fall over that because he's 72. <laughs> <laughs> what he got to do is lift his leg up, and he
0: might fall backwards. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Hon- honest to goodness, yeah. one of New Japan's best shows in a very long time. If you but ask but he also me. had
1: the um, the El Desperado match on it. Which was fantastic. And, wow,
0: which I heard was really, really it good. I've really, only been able really to really see good. like ten minutes of it. So, so good. Honestly, one as I said, one of the best shows New Japan has done in a while. I guess one of the big news stories this week is Tony Khan's acquisition of Ring of Honor.
1: Yeah. Ooh. Which So we, we 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 should we should say A, Tony Khan specifically.
3: mm Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: And that obviously he has purchased the kind of the rights and the license and the video library, rather than like everything that was asset to the company. Mm. Mm. As far as I can tell from reading the announcement, yeah. So like they have the rights to use the ROH name for producing shows, um, and you know promoting wrestling events and stuff
2: like that. All I when I heard this news, all I thought of was Jesus Christ. Brian Danielson's going to just fucking ascend to a throne like Shao Kahn or something. Yes. He, will, he will
1: ascend to another plane of existence.
2: That is like I listen to that, I'm like, you cannot do that. Like, wow. his, like, His like, eyes start.
1: His eyes start glowing.
2: <laughs> like you can't do that while Danielson is still wrestling. He will start. A, he will start like a straight up like underground fighting tournament. Yeah. Watching men, watching men and women beat each like elbow each other to like 100%, death.
1: One hundred percent. What like because from the way they were talking about it, they were like look, we want to use it as, like, a place to help, like, develop people and kind of embrace that kind of super indie thing.
3: Mm. Which, like, Again. to be fair,
1: in a way, that's kind of the role that RH ended up occupying anyway. It was, yeah. like, a test ground for everyone else before you moved up. Mm. Aside, like, from, like, aside from, like, people who were, like, career, we're just going to do this in PWG. Mm. <laughs> but, um, no, it's fair I just, enough. I, I just picture, like, you know, like, obviously we have, like, you know, the... F- the four or five young pillars or whatever you want to call them or however they're referring to them now mm. like i just say like the the AEW future so like moriarty garcia hook dante mm. martin and you know like Wheeler user and then literally i just picture danielson just being like you're all coming to ring of honor with me you're gonna slap the shit out of each other for 20 minutes
0: Basically, they're going to show uh, McGinnis versus Danielson on loop, and why he's just like recreate this for me.
2: <laughs> literally, oh god! It's li- I need you to wear this hands, hands McGinnis. It's ring, ring gear. Just like I, 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 I don't I see. Bought I bought an iron for you. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally, Ring of Honor is just going to be a where they feed wrestlers to brian danielson
1: yes that's it you know you know what i'm okay with that i am absolutely (laughs) oh oh oh, the wrestling
2: three stars at minimum
0: but (laughs) i'm afraid (laughs) honest to goodness though um this is going to set up a very good strong base uh if they ever do go to a streaming service um it's really nice to be able to see ring of honor uh, I'm just amongst, gonna. Right?
1: I'm just gonna say, if they go to HBO Max, that's cringe for the UK.
0: That yeah, is because you know, because the thing... then that
1: will probably mean that we will have to have a Skybox. Yeah. or a Sky TV or a Sky Now TV subscription, and I'll be honest, I don't want that. Me neither. Yeah, <laughs> no. no, no, no. Huge <laughs> cringe. Unbelievable cringe.
0: Honestly, I feel like maybe AUW should take the route of a possible um, independent streaming platform. Because it's done it like the network over in Europe has done absolute gangbusters for the WWE, so I can't yeah. see why they shouldn't, why they couldn't do that. Maybe it's like HBO Max for the US, an independent. I I don't know. I don't know the well, like well, like yeah,
1: like I imagine, I imagine it's probably just a convenience thing because you want everything in the one place, in the one place. But obviously yeah. WWE was like got like you know like two billion from NBC or whatever for Peacock. Or you put it on ITV's
0: new streaming platform that's coming out.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> um But yeah, so then you have like you have all that all that stuff, but then you know, like to be fair, they could do HBO Max for the US and then be like, oh well, we can just release something else for say like Europe. Yeah, or no, maybe
2: fair. they can just give us HBO Max already.
1: See that would be and that would be another option, but from my experience, apparently U.S. companies are really bad at keeping up with European data laws that came out in 2018. Because like this is this is a random like way that I found this out. Um, I was talking to a friend about watching Lucha Underground,
3: mm.
1: and the thing is, in the U.S., it's on a platform called like Tubi. Mm. Mm. So I was like, oh okay, then let me like have a look in and i looked at it and i went onto their website and like unfortunately uh tubi is not available in the eu due to eu regulation from like 2018
0: and i was like "How oh, have you not changed since then <laughs> so guys coming up we have a uw revolution 2022 shall we go down the card and make our predictions <laughs>
3: Yes.
0: Alright. Yes. So for the pre-show, we have Hook versus his trainer QT Marshall. Hook's winning this one.
1: <laughs> yeah, Hook's
0: winning. Yeah. yeah Hook's Hook. winning his Hook. debut pay-per-view. Yeah, Hook wins. Also, and
1: it, you said it's you said it's the like the pre-show?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Hook's definitely winning. <laughs> <laughs> next match is Layla Hirsch versus Chris Statlander. I get the feeling
1: Statlander's gonna win, but like it should it probably should be um,
0: Layla Hirsch. I, am with put you on that one. On her. I'm with you on that one. I, I, I think Statlander's going to win, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too fussed if Hirsch won. I would like to see Hirsch win.
1: Yeah, I don't. I just don't feel like they put enough stock in her about realizing what they've got.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. yeah. Um next one we have the house of black that's malachi black Brody king and buddy matthews versus the team of death triangle pack and Penta oscuro and the returning eric redbeard like
1: of all the of all the the things right i i wasn't expecting that
2: (laughs) it's true i actually don't know who to call for this one i my I wanna say the House of Black, but I don't know. They've been they've been on a pretty long winning streak for a while, right? I've really, I've been
0: really enjoying this rivalry between Malachi Black and Pack, and that's led to this, oh, yeah. this stable war. I really have been enjoying it. Um I'm, I'm I'm gonna go for the House of Black. I'm gonna go for Death Triangle. Yeah, you think? I there's a part of me that thinks they may just win it because maybe because Mostly because the House of Black have had Death Triangle's number for so long, and being as this is yeah. the the as this is this this sounds like it could be the big blow off, <laughs> get it. the big blow off match with Eric Redbeard there. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I maybe Death Triangle would get it. Also, we get we've got Penta Dark so. I mean, I'm happy to see Ped to Dark (laughs) at last. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so for the main show, first match build here is Jade Cargill versus Ty Conti for the AEW TBS Championship. Who have you got?
1: I'm giving it Jade Cargill. I got to give my girl Cargill. Yeah, uh,
0: same.
1: I don't think she's she's not dropping yet. Although, like again, Ty Conti should absolutely be in contention for the TBS. Yes. Yes, but uh, Jade's been there, there, there. there's
0: time. There's time to come. The both of them are only getting better. So yeah, Jade's been on. Like, it's only been getting better since, like, since she's had the title, and uh, I just, it's, it's awesome. It's just awesome to see. So no, I think Jade's gonna keep the title for sure. Next one, we've got the Andrade Hardy family office versus Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting. Um in a tornado tag match. I've mm. Darby, Darby Allen, I think.
3: I think.
1: See, here's here's the thing I was saying, which is in my head, I would prefer AHFO to win, but then I see Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy, and I just think that they're probably gonna go the opposite direction. And I think what's gonna happen is that Darby Allen's gonna pick up the pin probably on like Matt Hardy.
0: Is this a vehicle for Jeff to to enter into AEW? Like
1: I, I, I think like that it's probably something like that, or they're just like, look, we'll just get like Sammy and Darby a win and get everything nice and happy, but like Andrade should really be the star of that match in a sense.
0: In all honesty, <clears throat> I feel this should have been Andrade versus Sammy for the TNT yeah, it, title. It,
1: it should have just been Andrade versus Sammy for the or do Andrade versus Sammy versus Darby Allen. Yeah. For the TNT.
0: Eh, it's what it is. I've got, I've got Allen, uh, Sting, and Guevara. To I've win got, well. I've,
1: I've, I've got. I think like, you know, who do I expect to win? Guevara, Darby, and Sting. I want Andrade to pick up the win though.
3: Mm.
0: All right, we got the three way tag match for the AEW World Tag Team Titles as Jurassic Express go up against Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. God damn it! <laughs> uh, I've got Red Dragon for this one. Um,
1: I'm probably. It looks like things are going to go Red Dragon's way. Oh,
0: man. It'd be great to see Fish and O'Reilly as tag champs once more, honestly. And, you know,
1: I, 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 I just think, like, I don't see them putting it back on the Bucks. And, mm. you know, I think. I really think they're going to want to start making that move up towards, like, Jungle Boy pushing towards single title scenes.
0: I mm, I don't know. I mean, they are EVP so it's like Young Bucks win. Lol. That's nah, just.
3: <laughs>
1: I mean, look. Right, like, if the young, if the Young Bucks win, then I genuinely think we
0: just have to be here and just be like, well, "What is this tag division?" <laughs> <laughs> no, the momentum is their way, and it, it and um I would love to see Red Dragon win it.
1: Yeah, I I think. I mean, again, though, I you know, Jurassic Express could retain. But you know, uh, no. i i think i think red dragon and then you set up what like red dragon versus the bucks
0: <sighs> wouldn't be a mad, it wouldn't be a bad match wouldn't be a bad match that's for damn Until period.
1: until until like a, it feels like AEW realize they actually have more tag teams
0: <laughs> uh, red actually on their roster
1: so you get well the thing i was saying is i want to start seeing more of the kind of stables that they have get integrated into the tag team yeah. title stuff so like you know, the butcher and the blade. Obviously, I know butcher's been like injured recently. Mm. But, like butcher and the blade, the house of black,
0: death triangle. Yeah, it'd be good. No, start start, in, start integrating them more. Team Ta- hell, team Taz. I'd like to see Starks and Hobbs at least have a couple of tag matches to try and see if they can be into contention hell, for the titles. Hook and Hobbs. Yeah. It'd be honestly. I think they need to do it to really beef up the type division, rather than it just being, oh, it's the Bucks and then everyone else.
1: It's like here, here's our revolving door of the same four people.
3: Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I
0: think there's 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 possibilities. There's There's possible There is way too many possibilities. Come on, Tony, you've got it at your grasp. Anyway, next match. Oh, this one I'm looking forward to. John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. This one's going to be a bloody affair, that's for sure.
1: Dude, I actually straight up don't know what direction we're yeah. going to go with this.
2: Yeah, I mean, any direction is a good direction. So I'm, I'm legitimately cool.
1: Any, any way it goes is good. I yeah. I mean, I think we're guaranteed a good match regardless.
0: Yes. I really um, like the story leading into this. This is one I'm genuinely liking.
2: Yeah. Um I I think I think there is more potential going forward for Moxley winning mm. than Danielson winning, which is why I'm gonna say Moxley. It in a in a in a storyline kind of way. Well I I was I was gonna say because obviously like
1: John Moxley is like you know, big face right now. So Danielson winning, like, runs big heat. Yeah. But also, I'm not Bully Ray. <laughs> um, so, well, well, you know, it's a tough one to call, actually, because it depends on the direction they want to carry after it.
0: Yeah. I'm with Riordan in the sense that, um, with, with the reasoning for Moxley winning. Here's something. Does this match have a stipulation? No, it does not.
1: Outside shot, time limit draw.
0: Ooh. That's a good shout. That's a good shout. That's actually a
2: very good shout.
0: I guess the future of this is, could you see these guys teaming up to form a, uh, a stable of bringing the young lions in? See... See, the thing
1: is, is the way I would envision that going, and I'm just saying this in the most spitball, I'm talking right off the top of my skull, is that they agree to it, they bring them in, and then at some point they'll split. Yeah. Because then you'll have Dante Martin, so you have Garcia, Moriarty, Utah, Hook is with Team Taz, and then I guess the fourth person like who, who who would you have as the fourth because I don't know that Dante Martin really fits into it
3: mm. <sighs> mm.
0: I would say da- I, I again it's that thing I probably would have picked Dante Martin if, if it were me Brock, Brock Anderson <laughs> it's a shout you know mm. <laughs>
1: You know, but like, I, I just get the feeling they do that and then it would be like, then they split and then it's like, you know.
0: I mean, if there was an opportunity for me to bring in someone for a contract, it'd probably be at this moment, it probably would be Darius Lockhart. Yeah. For that stable. Because that would just be. I think for me, if I was a fantasy. if In my fantasy booking way, and if I had the same amount of money as Tony Khan for that stable. John sort Moxley of thing...
1: makes a call cool and he's like, yo, can you get Shota over here for me?
0: Shota! Oh, could you imagine <laughs> getting like, Shota in there? Bring my, bring my murder child with me. <laughs> That would be incredible. That is that honestly would be a good shout.
1: Hey, you know what? I'm going to run with it. Outside shout. It's like it's down on the card but
0: time limit draw. Yeah. Good shout. Good shout. All right, next match, Jericho versus Kingston. Uh know. So- Eddie, I... Eddie Kingston wins Eddie yeah. Kingston's winning it better be if it's any other option is wrong I'm sorry, I, but I, I, we're, I... Going, we're dealing with face Jericho I don't face... care
1: that we're dealing no, no, with face no, Jericho no, no. Eddie I... Kingston is a bigger face than face no, Jericho yes. no, right now no,
0: no, no, no. I, I, I don't
2: I, it, it would make no sense if Jericho picked up the win it's got to be Kingston it's got to be if, if Kingston loses I will be legitimately
0: shocked same I think Kingston wins this, honestly. Um I think it only make, it makes the most logical sense, but then again, with when it comes they did, to AEW. They did, a whole,
1: they did a whole last promo segment and then everything that Jericho did was just incredibly lukewarm. Meanwhile, yes. Eddie sounds like he's talking from like the bottom of his heart to like a friend he's known for years. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly. And by the way, I was just, I was about to say Uh, I'd say it makes the most logical sense, even though the AEW booking of Chris Jericho has been illogical at best. Yes. This next match is the face of the Revolution ladder match for a future TNT Championship match. Keith Lee versus Orange Cassidy versus Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks versus Wardlow versus Christian Cage. Now, chaps, hear me out on this one. I'm not going to say it's going to happen but I'm going to try and I'm going to say this, wouldn't it be fantastic that the person who grabs the brass ring is Claudio Castagnoli
2: I mean yes, it would be fantastic (laughs) and I I, I I, wish to live in that world
1: whoever, whoever wins you know, they're there they've got it, then all of a sudden Claudio runs down European uppercut like launches himself across the ring for it and then holds up the brass ring
2: i mean yes that is again something i want to see um can all of these people win yeah I like all to of goodness. these people. i, I to goodness,
1: say like uh... to be honest as a spread of people i'm pretty happy with it
0: absolutely yeah, like... this is keith lee's first ladder match as well really mm. well in yeah, in a mainstream wrestling capacity, this is Keith Lee's first uh, ladder match. I think it might actually—I think he even went on to say that this might actually be his first ever ladder match. Well, that's the thing. I mean,
1: per- personally, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm con- I'm heavily confused because I'm just like, this is basically like, like five out of the six people here I love deeply. Yes.
3: Mm.
2: So,
1: Waterloo is close, but like not quite. <laughs> you
2: know,
1: I'm very, very conflicted. But like, I mean, I I feel like I have to go for Stark Daddy. So,
2: <laughs> I I I don't know who I'm going to. I don't know who's going to win. I I know who I think isn't going to win, and I think it is Keith Lee. I don't. I don't see him winning
0: firsthand. I mm. don't. I think um, he, um, will I champion, honestly, he will be TNT champion, honestly. He will. He will. Rather than later. Oh, I might... Ha- honest to goodness... Uh, I might put my money on Ricky Starks as well, Dan. I was
1: going to say... Because I think the thing with of, of all the people here... Keith-, Keith Lee has got... Has got carry that will keep him going. Maybe Wardlow... Mm-hmm. Because then that could set, because to be fair, that could be a setup for the MJF stuff. That could be. Because it's the thing of, oh, any titles you get, I own. Yeah. And things like that. So it could be that he gets the title match and then like MJF inserts himself or, mm. you know, he gets the title and then MJF t- takes it off him, whatever. Hobbs, I definitely think should be in that contention. Yes. I just don't see it happening here. The great thing about Orange Cassidy is he doesn't need titles. Mm hmm. There's no, there's no need to do it, and you know Christian is Christian. He had the Impact title win. Would be cool to see him with the TNT title. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's needed. Starks obviously has the FTW, but like we need to start seeing him progressing into the main event scene. Yeah, like we need that because God damn, Ricky Starks is good.
0: Ricky Starks is
1: so good. Like we we really need, and the thing is, is that with how things are lined up with all the possible programs we could have, Ricky Starks could basically work fine with any of them. Yeah.
0: Oh, real talk. If that is the case, that I threw that idea out. A Ricky Starks versus Claudio Castagnoli rivalry, Dude, I'd love to see sick. that.
1: Perfectly sick. To be honest, if they run it as a program, Keith Lee versus Claudio Castagnoli. <laughs>
0: yes, please.
1: Powerhouse Hobbs versus Claudio Castagnoli. Like real talk. everyone versus Claudio Castagnoli. Yes,
0: if, if Claudio does debut on Revolution, it would be great. Honestly, I know that I know there's the worry, of course, of too many people being. No, and signing I, know, there. I know, I know, that I know yeah. there is, but I think like with
1: the way that they're setting up their structure, I don't think it's as much of an issue. No, I don't think because,
0: so. Because like people can just kind of come and go and do stuff as they wish. Exactly. Mm. And I feel like, you know what, if that is indeed the case that he comes in, maybe that Claudio comes in there and he's allowed to go to Noah once more. Because oh, I'd love to see him in Noah, hey, as we've talked about in the past. <laughs> Alrighty then, chaps. We have the AEW Women's Championship match. It's Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Thunder Rosa. Now, I re- I say this with a caveat. I would have said Thunder Rosa, but right now she is coming into this match injured with a knee injury
1: ah uh, underdog story underdog story latin spirit all of that jazz that's like really really sketchy when you say it like that but it's yeah. the way wrestling works I, Rosa
0: has to pick up the win
1: here i'm sorry i'm see,
0: i i, I yes. love Britt baker yeah. to death and she has been an incredibly good women's champion 10 months is a very solid run but honest to goodness the way this has been built up the history between these two women thunder rosa's got to get the w
2: the time is now. Nice. The time is fucking Because if nice. you don't
0: pull the trigger now, when do you pull the trigger?
2: Exactly. Exactly. The time the time <laughs> is now.
0: Like, you to... Guys, the dog collar match. CM Punk versus MJF. This has been an incredibly good build up yeah. uh, to this match. Uh, the rivalry I mean, they're both, they're both just really, really good at what they do. I'm glad that MJF has managed to, I'm going to say it. I don't care what people say. He's managed to get the stink of the rivalry of Chris Jericho off him for this rivalry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, fantastic build up from the pair of them and it came to a bloody affair on this week's dynamite, that's for damn sure. Oof. I don't know. Max, I would say probably MJF for this one. I'm it's gonna be giving as... it MJF.
2: Yeah, oh. I think I think it's I, I, I agree. I think this is a unanimous one on this one.
0: Yeah. It's gonna be as bloody as CM Punk's uh f- like Very infamous dog collar match against Raven at Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. Um, Loving the Ring of Honor callbacks to some of the promos MJF's been doing to CM Punk as well. So, this one's good. I think this one has really good potential to be a a show stealer. Uh, Mind you, there are a lot of matches here that actually do have a good claim to be show stealers. And we have the main event Hangman Page versus Adam Cole for the AEW Championship. I've got this one for Hangman. See, I have it for hang. I expect Hangman to win,
1: but there's almost something in me that says it would actually be interesting if Adam Cole won.
0: Yeah, mm. I'm on that one, I think a lot of people. I don't know what it is. I feel like the general consensus: a lot of people hate Adam Cole because he's a vanilla midget. As most people would say, he is.
1: I think. I think so many people are. Again, like I'm not going to get into the whole fucking wrestler size discussion because it, it's contrived.
0: Yeah. Yeah. At this point, it
1: really is. Like, we can have that discussion at another time, which it's just basically like, why? Why is it such a fucking complex? <laughs> anyway,
2: I... I. I know the reason, but. Well, I, yeah, I, 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 um... I, yeah. yeah, we we yeah. know what
1: the reason, but. <laughs> You know, obviously Adam Page has been doing really well, having good matches.
0: He had a lot um, of people weren't expecting him to have a really good match against Lance Archer, but by golly, did they have a great match! And <laughs> continuing that momentum, and I do
1: expect that I do expect that he'll win. I don't think anything in the build has really said to me like Adam Cole is is really really positioning it in this way. I
0: feel like it's been. A very I don't tech- know. I feel
1: mm. I feel like there. I feel like there's something there. If mm-hmm. he did win, there really is something in there.
0: Mm. It's been a very tepid build-up as to what it could have possibly been. I think that's why I'm kind of like, maybe not yet for Adam Cole. Maybe not yet. Mm-hmm. I'm. Yeah, I. It feels. It still
2: feels a bit early for me. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I, yeah. I do. I do feel like Adam Cole's time will come, but it ain't gonna be. It ain't gonna be now. It
0: might. It's gonna be a great match.
3: These oh, two have
0: yeah. really good matches, so this one's going to be an absolute barnstormer of a main event. Um, so, yeah, that is your AEW Revolution Predictions, and you... Uh, tell us how wrong we were. Tell us how wrong we were <laughs> when this goes out the day after. <laughs> All right. Uh, we- is there anything else in the news, Dan, or are we done? I think we're done. Lovely jubbly. Reardon. what do you have for Recommendation Corner, sir? Guys... What do you feel about being so busy you haven't watched
2: anything? Oh, that's amazing.
1: It, it's my weekly schedule.
2: Well, you're in luck. Sleep.
3: Sleep I have is your
2: recommendation. Oh, sleep is my recommendation. I have been so busy that I haven't watched anything. However, I feel it remiss. Apparently, the Batman is really good.
1: <laughs> i'm glad to uh, say actually. the line written.
2: <laughs> no <laughs> okay look i'm gonna i'm gonna put myself out there i'm extremely extremely done with grim gritty batman i'm done like <laughs> and i have been i have been tapped out for so long i think that, that... i think
1: the thing is right is that there was one film that got it right and then everyone i think we should have just been like okay that's enough
2: yeah yeah but no we we never did and it's gotten so ridiculous to the point where i wasn't i wasn't i was like i'm not looking forward to seeing this one i'm really not mm. but mm. but it is directed by matt reeves of um dawn and war for the planet of the apes two yep. of the greatest sci-fi movies of, of the 21st century. And also Cloverfield, which actually slaps. It wasn't J.J. Abrams. It was Matt Reeves who directed it. (laughs) Everyone always thinks it's J.J. Abrams. Nah, man. Because it was actually coherent, but we won't get into it. (laughs) But we won't get into that. Uh, Apparently, Matt Reeves pulled it off. I am going to be seeing it, hopefully, this weekend. So... give
1: Yeah, I've been planning on seeing it, but I'm also just like, I also... don't have time and don't feel yeah. like I want to fit time to go to the cinema into my schedule. Ex- yeah,
0: yeah. I, from what I've heard, it's an incredibly good detective film. Actually, a lot of people yes. have been telling it's not a good. It's it's not. You no, know, it's not that it's a good superhero film. It's a really good procedural, like a police procedural film. And I was like, wow, wow, they got the detective part down of Batman. They, they finally did the thing. <laughs> they finally did the thing. Also, so, apparently, they- Robert Pattinson's mm. really good as Batman and Bruce Wayne. So. I mean, yeah. who would have thought? I mean, the guy was fantastic in the Lighthouse. Oh yeah. Oh, you know what? You know what? Bun
2: that, bun that. My my recommendation is the Lighthouse, which is currently, <laughs> which is currently at the time of this recording on Netflix, yes. featuring Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson, going insane in black and white. It, it is yeah. a fantastic, weird ass, creepy <laughs> movie. That is my recommendation. <laughs> now, fuck, fuck the Batman. Go watch the Lighthouse. Robert <laughs> Patterson is incredible in that movie, and so is Willem Dafoe. Go see the Lighthouse. That's my recommendation. We did it. We, we did it. it. <laughs>
0: we got it. All right. We've been gone a while from it, but it is time for this week's installment of the six degrees of Jarrett. Dan, you've got you've had two recommendations. Who I have you got?
1: recommendations from uh, my lovely friend Jay from over at untitled wrestling podcast <laughs> uh, our first one this week is orange Cassidy oh, okay. uh, which is nice which is a nice and easy one he's a Jarrett number of uh two Ooh. from orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho in the mimosa match <laughs> <laughs> there we go and then uh, I've chosen Chris Jericho versus Jeff Jarrett uh, which finished in 2 minutes, 39 seconds from WCW Monday Nitro edition number
3: 75.
0: Yeah, from 1996.
1: Uh, um, And then our second one is Jeff Cobb, and this one was a little bit more complicated. Ooh, okay. I think I found uh, the best route, but I, I, I basically I got it down to four. Okay. Ooh, that's the most... I suppose Uh there, there might be room for optimization in here. <laughs> so I have uh, Jeff Cobb versus uh, Satoshi Kojima from uh, New Japan's 49th anniversary show.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I've then chosen Satoshi Kojima versus Genichiro uh, Tenryu from AJPW Excite Series
3: 2002.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Uh, Genichiro Tenryu versus Jeff Jarrett in a tag match in Super World of Sports in 1990. <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> Which is a thing that exists. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, potential room for uh,
0: optimization in there. But I like the way you went with it. You went from uh, Kojima to Tenryu to Jarrett. I like that. Yes.
1: <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, again, still the record remains at four.
0: Nice. We'll get to six eventually.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll, we will get to
2: six.
0: <laughs> I, I think maybe I have one for six, but
2: we'll have to, we'd have to go... Oh,
0: do you want to save that for next week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah save that for next week. Um, all right, then, chaps. It is time to get on to our review of WWE No Way Out 2004 from the famous cow palace in san francisco california usa total attendance of eleven thousand people although they opened the gates late because i believe it might have been weather issues or timing issues with the arena so people were still pouring in as the second match was going on Uh, and they and they and they were going to delay the event for half an hour but i believe they had the pay-per-view companies weren't allowing them to so With a total pay-per-view buy rate of 0.50, we are joined on commentary by Michael Cole and Taz. Yes, this is the first SmackDown uh, exclusive pay-per-view of the year when we were still deep in the Ruthless Aggression and the original brand split. So, what was happening in the world of professional wrestling in the year of our Lord 2004? I'm glad you two asked. Actually, you didn't ask at all. I asked. <laughs> so, the big story coming out of 2004 was uh, Brock Lesnar uh, rumored to be leaving World Wrestling Entertainment, looking to get a trial for the Minnesota Vikings in the NFL. This, indeed, ended up turning out to be true, and his contract was coming up in at WrestleMania 20. Also, unfortunately, as, as future would tell, or well, fortunately, in the case of most wrestling fans, Bill Goldberg had an, only a one-year deal uh, with his contract, and that was coming up at WrestleMania, and he chose not to re-sign two days before WrestleMania 20.
2: And the rest is history.
0: <laughs> so they were going to give the original victory, I believe, to Lesnar, but then he quit... Uh, To go to the NFL. And then the bill was going to get the win. But then he told Vince he wasn't resigning, And then Vince got angry. And so they ended with Stone Cold stunnering the pair of (laughs) them. So on the Raw previous to this. We had kind of like a build up of rivalries leading up to the pay-per-view. Well leading up to WrestleMania actually for Raw. We had Chris Jericho and Trish Stratus defeating Matt Hardy and Molly Holly. Uh, Steven Richards versus Ric Flair in a singles (laughs) match. We had Kane versus the Hurricane in a squash match, and then in an intercontinental triple threat match, Randy Orton defeating Booker T and Rob Van Dam in the main event. So not much going on on Raw in the lead up to this event, and no. of course building up to WrestleMania. Although that 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 Randy Orton, Rob Van Dam, Booker T, I hope that I got I've never seen that match. I hope it was good. It was really good, and this actually was the um, inspiration with this match for Booker T and Rob Van Dam to become a tag team. And that really That's weird it. mixed version of Can You Dig It and One of a Kind, if you remember WrestleMania. Oh. It's just the
1: one where the first, it's literally just Booker T's intro and then One of a Kind. Yes. <laughs> oh.
0: I God.
2: know, what? I know, I know for, I know for a fact they should have gotten like, like rest in, rest in peace, Jay Diller, but I swear if they got, if they had gotten him, he would have made that sing.
0: Yes. He absolutely woulda. <laughs> in the SmackDown in Tacoma, Washington, uh, in the lead-up, uh, the Go Home Show for No Way Out, we had a non-title match. Uh, as Rey Mysterio, accompanied by uh, his good friend and boxer Jorge Paez, defeats Tajiri. Uh We had, of course, Danny Basham with Doug Basham and Shaniqua, defeating Scotty Hotty. It's Bowman Baines. Bowman Baines. <laughs> Hardcore Holly defeats Rhino via DQ in 5 minutes 10, and for some reason, with no build-up, this led to a match at No Way Out. You asked me. A great booking.
1: Uh, I think think it was literally a thing of, they were like, well, shit, we've got a place on the card that we need to fill, so we can just send out two people to do something
0: to fill time. Bradshaw with Far Rock defeating Shelton Benjamin. (laughs) Charlie, yes, I said that deliberately. I said that deliberately before anyone gets to... (laughs) (laughs) And in the main event, we had a tag match of Eddie Guerrero and John Cena defeating Brock Lesnar and The Big Show. Of course, this gives Eddie advantage, leading up to the main event of No Way Out. Would you like to know what was going on in New Japan at this time? I'm, I'm intrigued. Wait, we this, leading... is 2000, this is 2004? Yes, we were right in the midst of Fighting Spirit. Uh, the fighting so spirit I was going to say, war.
1: we were like right in the midst of Fighting Spirit. And then I imagine... I'm just, am I'm, I'm just trying to think for a second. <laughs> would we have, we would have had like the start of an
0: early Tanahashi? <laughs> we did. We would indeed. As a matter of fact, Tanahashi was on this card. Uh, <laughs> um, actually, I, yeah, was he on this card? No, but I tell you, actually, no, he was in the main event as he was in a tag team with Blue Wolf and Shinya Makabe. Uh, in a losing effort to Hiryoshi Tenzan, Asamu Nishimura, and Yuji Nagata. Also on- yeah. also on this card was the former Bart Gun, Mike Barton and his tag, with his tag team with Jim Steele defeating El Samurai and Jushin Liger. That's a that's a
1: fever dream.
0: We had we had Brian Danielson as the American yes. Dragon and Koji Kanamoto defeating Heat and Ryusuke Taguchi. Okay. We had Masayuki Narusei and Yukata Yoshi defeating Katsuyori Shibata and Makai number one. <laughs> what Tiger, what? Ma- Tiger Mask defeating Curry Man. Yes, let's go! <laughs> and God. soon enough, America Dragon and Curry Man would be a tag team.
1: Uh we should say, just for the clarification, for anyone, those know Curry Man is Christopher
0: Daniels. And my one of my favorite gimmicks for some bizarre reason is Curry Man. One of my favourite mast gimmicks anyway. I think it's just it because it
1: is genuinely like it's con it's confusing but impressive
0: in equal spread. <laughs> we had Toriano uh in a losing effort to Wataru Inoue. And then in the in the first match we had now Fumi defeating Hiroki Goto, the young boy Yahiroki Goto. <laughs> <laughs> young Hiroki Goto <laughs> <laughs> so with that it is time to get on straight to our review no co- no cold open pro- promo package, we're getting straight into the action with Sable and Tori Wilson coming out um, yeah, I guess they, were doing, they were like hosting, they were hot dogging and grandstanding <laughs> to, to, to kind of like hype like, up the crowd, I imagine most of them were pissed off because it'd been delayed. So, yeah, let's get yeah, the eye candy. They were out. just
1: like, we'll get Corey Wilson and Sable.
0: <laughs>
1: like,
2: this was peak 2004. Oh, me. yeah,
0: yeah. How, honestly, right? How horny on edge were Taz and Michael Cole through this? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, you know, know the fun- like Do you know I mean, the obviously me we
1: know, right? That like WWE, like at any point before like 2012 was like aggressively horny. Yeah. But yeah. like they're surprisingly horny on this. Yeah. You know
2: what? Actually, it's and you know what surprises me? Taz is the less horny of the two. Actually, that comes as no surprise. Uh, Taz stays faithful, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Also, uh, I have to say this.
1: Taz, Taz cares less about the. Uh, less about being horny and cares more about the technique on that rear chin lock, brother. <laughs> true, That's a freestyle true. bow and arrow.
2: True. True. However, Taz's suit is <laughs> incredible. two thousand four. Taz he is, he is aggressively wide. Yes. Yeah but not only is it wide but it actually like for some reason it still works like it's a good fit
0: especially for 2004 that is the italian part of taz coming out isn't it yeah
2: yeah like you know that like like they put in work to get
0: him fitted perfectly in that suit and it really really did <laughs> so, of course, as I said, Tori and Sable are hot dog in a grandstand and going, Hello, that friend, good girl. <laughs> so they kind of, as I said, hype up the pay per view. And then, of course, we get to a kind of like a uh, a camera shot of Taz and Michael Cole hyping up the event. And this is when I uh, something came to my shock and horror that only Reardon, I think, will understand. Fucking Comic Sans for the graphics. I
1: was yeah! gonna say this. Yeah! I saw. I, I they showed the thing of like uh, as when I got to the uh, the tag match in this, and they showed the moments ago go thing, and I looked at it and I looked back because like I like something caught my eye for a second. I looked back and I went, was that fucking Comic Sans?
0: <laughs> fucking Comic Sans. What the hell were they thinking? <laughs> Why? I,
2: I will say the presentation on this is incredible.
1: It's a because, thing.
2: Because like I'm so used to like the big graphics with when they're showing the city. Mm. Whereas in this one, it is literally like third unit camera people getting a quick shot. <laughs> like 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 tourists like it really feels like they just got someone got a tourist video oh of, yeah like, the milk Alcatraz milk. and stuff oh
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah the weather's, the weather's miserable guys so you just go out there and just get as much as you want but it's well, winds blowing I don't care just get as much as you can or right, I'll just shoot through the trees just a bit of San Francisco. Hey. <laughs> Literally just shooting through trees. <laughs> of course, after we get, like, the welcoming from Taz Cole from the Spanish announcers, we get the opening promo package, the I've been here before promo package, which for some reason sticks out to me especially because this, this promo package played every time I would watch WrestleMania 20 on DVD. So it's kind of ingrained into my mind at this point. I love it, though. I do love oh, this promo package. It's really
2: good. It's, it is it is. Really, really well done.
0: Um, just Again, it just sets the story and the build-up to this match perfectly. Brock looking straight through Eddie, focusing more on trying to take on Goldberg and that confrontation and what that'll lead to. And Eddie being betrayed by his entire family, finally getting the chance to be in the main event and, he, and telling Brock, do not take me lightly because I will not make this match easy for you. <sighs> Great build-up, honestly. Like, the quintessential David Goliath storyline, if you ask me. Um, this uh, this pay-per-view's theme song is Crossing Borders by Rey Mysterio. Honestly, it's quite a bop. I'm when not going to lie. When
1: they did the... Um,
0: was it WWE the album? I think it was Originals. Yeah, WWE, WWE Originals. Which has such classics which, can as... I
1: just Can I just say, right? Having the having the the pay per view song for no way out being crossing borders, I really think misses a point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you, like <laughs> I wasn't gonna say but... anything. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was going to say uh, the WWE originals has such sort of classics as uh, "I Don't Suck" by Kurt Angle, uh, "Basic Fugonomics" by John Cena, and "Put a Little Ass on It" by Rikishi. I don't care. Rikishi pulls out
1: like the best soul banger of like it. Look, it doesn't need to be as good as it is.
0: Put a little less on it, anyway. <laughs> I don't care, right?
1: Look, people can argue with me. Go listen to it; you'll be transported to another world.
0: <laughs> okay, so we are in, and we are up for the first match. It is a WWE Tag Team Title Handicap Match as Rikishi and Scotty 2 hoddy put on put their titles on the line against the Bashams and Shaniqua. Ah, yes, Shaniqua, the dominatrix, and her submissives, the Basham Brothers. <laughs> Do you remember how they were introduced? That like, Paul Heyman walks by a, a janitor's closet and, um, yeah, the Bashams are bound and gagged and Shaniqua starts whipping them and then she just turns to Paul and goes, Hi, Paul. And to which Daddy and Doug yeah, go, they, mm-hmm. they were doing a whole, like, BDSM gimmick. Yes. I, <laughs> Reardon right now is in silence. Hmm. I see. <laughs> so that's how it happened. Yes.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> like well right, then.
1: It, it, like it, it, it's a whole thing to try and explain it it, it, it really no
2: no is. no no explain necessary I, I, this is at this is at a
1: time where it was like oh you do BDSM so that you're like some kind of like weird deviance and hmm. then they were like oh that will make them stand out
2: <laughs> <laughs> i mean what what stands out is Shaniqua because dear Lord in heaven, she is stacked as hell. Yes, on gas. It is ridiculous. Like, like I'm looking. I'm like, oh my god, what is this woman on? <laughs> She looks like she could snap people in
0: half. She really absolutely could. So the story leading into this, of course, is uh, the Bashams and uh, Scotty, Too Hotty and Rikishi have been trading wins for the titles here and there. And it all leads up to this uh, this one here. Uh, the last On the last SmackDown, Shaniqua attacked Scotty with a ginormous clothesline onto the ground. Uh, so giving the Bashrooms a little bit of an advantage leading into this match. Fun fact, Shanika was actually the winner of Tough Enough 2 alongside Jackie Gaider. Oh, yeah. Huh. Uh, but then Shaniqua now, I believe, went back to her kind of like her first love, which she was actually a basketball player. And I believe she's now a basketball coach in the WNBA. I might be wrong in that, but I know she is. I right. I'm in.
1: I'm interested now. I'm finding this out. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. OK, wait, let, let's see. <laughs> OK, so she played for Rutgers University. Mm hmm. Uh, she tried out for a roster spot on the Seattle Storm of the WNBA, but was released during training camp. Ah. Uh, so her best season was 98 99 for Rutgers. Mm hmm. Uh, <laughs> she put up 138 field goals in 35 games, one three pointer. Ooh. Uh, 71% from the free throw. No, 76% from the free throw. Hmm. Uh,
3: at, right. least, at least it's Five better six, than...
1: Sh- six rebounds a game, 10 points per game. You know, de- decent stats. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Apparently
1: she works as a college basketball referee now.
0: Ah, college basketball. I so I was half right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, I miss You Look Fly today, the two cool themes, song. Look,
1: right. Wrestling... Like, young wrestling fans today will not understand the grip... <laughs>
0: That too cool. That hat. fucking too cool. hat. <laughs> also, may I just give a shout out to Scotty's uh gear the no fear motocross pads and the converse? Yes, yeah, you know what? i looking at that, I'm like, this shouldn't work,
2: and yet it absolutely works <laughs> so well.
0: Oh, wrestling in converse, though, I was like, you did it way before AJ Lee did. I, I, I applaud you, Scotty. yeah.
3: Hi <laughs> there.
0: Also, uh, Taz, before the match begins, just bring it out the show, saying chauvinistic <laughs> in his commentary. Yeah, that- yeah. Taz, it. I. In I know in a Taz new commentary. word, brother. Insipid <laughs> in Taz commentary. Please, Taz, never ever change. <laughs> just.
2: Um, my thoughts are: I did not expect Shuniko to actually properly get into this match. oh yeah
3: this is a handicap match yeah but
2: she does which was and like that oh that like lariat that she gives going to holly was disgusting oh and and actually actually it 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 really came down to our um to a thing i noticed in in this entire pay-per-view the sound is really good Mm -hmm. and also made me wince multiple occasions yes Yes. Because, like, I don't know how they hooked it up, but someone was doing their fucking job because some of those hits sounded nasty. Yeah, all they,
0: all, for some reason, SmackDown always had really good, all, like, ringside audio so you could hear that stuff. Gr- like, mm. it's always always noticed with SmackDown around this time is that you could, like, with, when it always sounded really loud, like the enziguris, the kicks, and, and just the hits on the mat as well always like sounded like yeah they always had really good crisp sound so again the kind of guess the storyline in this one is kind of like rikishi trying to stink face shinika during this entire
3: match
1: i mean it's that it's that weird thing (laughs) they were just like we were doing this and then it's literally just i get the feeling that the entire match builds up to all right so when's the woman getting hit
0: yes Yes. So with his first stink face attempt, it's thwarted by Doug Basham, uh, to which Doug tries to lead onto the event offensive by delivering a headbutt, and he should know the rules in wrestling that you cannot headbutt a Samoan. <laughs> because
3: yeah, because you that will is, get hurt.
0: A Also, Taz's line here, I absolutely love. Oh rikishi has got a large bum and a large dome. <laughs>
3: Oh man!
1: <laughs> it's just the commentary is just like, Rikishi has ass.
2: <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong, but it's still interesting to hear.
0: Also, I've rarely seen Scotty kip up to then go into the worm. I was like, that's awesome! I like it. I, like it. I
1: liked that one. Yeah.
0: Uh, but no, he uh, he had to be denied the worm by a sick clothesline from <laughs> Shaniqua. Oh, it, it totally
2: is awesome! It <laughs> is one of the most like because that was the thing. I'm like, no, <sighs> like, Shaniqua Shin- is fucking having it, which is really surprising because like we've all, um, because we've all kind of had this thing of like, will WWE ever do like into. Intergender like, matches, yeah. yeah. Yeah, intergender matches, yes, no. But with this one, it's like, it basically is. Mm. Like, No, it is. It. So I'm kind of like... like I've always said kind of, of, of,
1: will WWE do intergender matches seriously? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm.
1: And well, this seeing one... Scotty Too Hotty get fucking laid out with a <laughs> meaty slap by yeah. Shaniqua is like...
3: <laughs>
2: like, there was a chance here. There was a chance here, and somehow. We were this close we, to
1: greatness.
0: <laughs> this close. <laughs> so, I don't know why it didn't. So, after an attempt at a bunseye drop, which was thwarted by the Bashams, Shinikwa goes for the clothesline on uh, Rikishi, but Rikishi reverses that into a big Samoan drop, and then we get this bunseye drop. Dude, For the freak it, that, out, that Samoan drop has
1: like is just so
0: good. <laughs> oh, it's so
3: great! It's
1: so weird because you're like, it really shouldn't be, and I feel like I shouldn't be celebrating that fact.
2: <laughs> mm.
1: But so, like, it's actually just a really good Samoan drop. It was
0: it, Rikishi's was always really good with the Samoan yeah, Rikishi's drop.
1: Rikishi's was insane. So yeah. the
0: only person who's
1: maybe better
0: is Umaga. Umaga. Yeah. Umaga. Umaga. So this was an okay opener, quite a solid one to start. But I did get the feeling that they, they had to rush, like they would kind of like strap for time. Maybe that was because of the of the delay uh, as well to, mm, to the yeah. actual start of the show. But uh, so it's like we had to rush, so we make sure we get all of Shaniqua's kind of like the big spots that we had planned for Shaniqua in.
2: Yeah, I, I I understand that, but for me, it didn't bother me too much. It did no, feel no. pretty 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 right well paced you know it's an opening match and like everyone was doing their stuff and doing their stuff very high quality
3: to mm.
0: be
2: quite honest you
0: get you, you know? get two established stars like rikishi and scotty in there you're gonna be all right you're gonna be in good hands t- well, it's say.
1: like that thing that we said though which is that like i feel like people forget that scotty too hot is actually like a very
0: good competent wrestler
2: <laughs> oh i i you, i legitimately think it's just the
0: name Oh, he's definitely proving that in the indies right now. <laughs> Scotty's really proving that right now, that he's a very competent wrestler. <laughs> um, So, yeah, my rating for this one is a two out of five. I feel because it's it's a solid opener, but I feel like they should have had a couple more, at least maybe a, uh, two minutes extra, and I think they would have been bumped up a little bit more. Great, I mean, great stuff from all involved, but I think they were thwarted by time.
1: I right. I went one and three quarter stars. Bit there's low. like there's some there's some good stuff in this match, um, but like the kind of the way that everything's building and the way everything's arranged is to get to like a very specific point. And the problem with that is it kind of damages. Like obviously, you only have like seven and a half minutes, mm. but like you know, every, everything's set up to like all of the. Oh, wh- like when's Rikishi gonna do this? When are we gonna get the worm? Yeah. Mm. So a lot of the stuff kind of starts becoming unmemorable mm-hmm. because of it. So it's just like, well, we need to get to here, so we'll just do this. But there's a lot of really cool stuff, and like your know, Rikishi and Shaniaquan, which is a sentence I didn't think I'd ever say, <laughs> um, seem to work quite well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly. <laughs>
2: what have you got uh, i'm hmm. i'm gonna go for 2.9 receding <laughs> i actually really like and like that that rating aside i actually really dug this match it's hmm. not a, it's not going into the three four stars <laughs> which is but i i don't know i just really really dug it
0: mm-hmm yeah it yeah, was well, yeah, so a I, solid opener
2: yeah, I, I will say probably that 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 receding is probably just due to Shindy could just going all out and I'm here
0: for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just straight up here for it. Absolutely. So we get Cole and Taz talking about how a certain person hasn't arrived to take their seat front row at the pay per view. Of course, on the week on the Raw prior to this event, Stone Cold uh, gave Goldberg a front row ticket to No Way Out and warned him that don't do anything that I would do. <laughs> so this leads us to match number two. Nydia versus Jamie Noble in a girlfriend versus blindfolded boyfriend match. Oh yeah. Do you remember the time that Jamie Noble got an inheritance and spent loads of money with Nidia? <laughs>
1: Um, I remember the, I remember those segments because it wasn't it like they were doing the stuff where they were like pretending they were like country rich, so we bought like a new pickup truck, yeah, and and a like, new oh caravan,
0: yeah. and a new yeah, and a new caravan, and, yeah. And it's like
1: I it was like, I'm gonna take you to like fucking Applebee's or something.
0: Yes, <laughs> to Applebee's, baby.
2: And <laughs> now so that something I'm- like that. Yeah, and now that that song, and now that fucking Applebee's song is in my head. And I hate <laughs> it. I hate it so much.
0: So this storyline is all about them now fighting for the possessions they bought. Um, okay. Um, oh, I, I, may I just say, like, as we get into, uh, as we get to the start of this match, the bi- the blindfold being the black bag over the head is giving me PTSD from the lockdown <laughs> match between James Storm <laughs> and Chris Harris. <laughs> It's also reminding me
1: of the, uh, was it the one that Triple H did?
0: Yeah. God damn it. And then
1: I'm just like, I could, I just know that I just have that image in my head of just like Triple H with his arms out in front of him, just like walking around.
0: Yeah. So, uh, what what can I say about this one? Uh, I will say that Nidia has a pretty decent drop kick. <laughs> Pretty damn decent. It's yeah, pretty it's damn pretty decent. Bad. I mean I mean, after training and training so much of the original tough enough, you'd hope that uh that you would at least have a good drop kick out of
1: it. Well that's the thing, that's what she was doing.
0: So. Um it's a lot of just your bog standard blindfold stuff where the guy or where one where the opponent like fumbles around and tries to like grabs the ref thinking it's his its opponent, you know, almost grabs the, the opponent but then walks off. Um, Nidia doing a lot of hot-dogging and grandstanding by just running around kicking Noble in the butt and at one point air-humping behind Jamie Noble's back (laughs) which you know, as spots go Mm -hmm.
1: I'm not Uh, saying I hate it but I mean it's great it's it's very 2004
0: Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> uh, Nidia. I guess I, we could go straight to the end of this one. Nydia goes to the top rope where Noble peeps from the blindfold to where she, to see where she is. He throws her off the top. The sitting choke that he would end up using as a finisher uh, gets him the win. Yeah, um, I can't really say much about this match. It's it's a blindfold there's match, not, which is not always nothing
1: about this match.
0: <laughs> blindfold matches are always absolutely nothing matches, if you ask me. I uh, don't think
1: it's ever been done well.
0: <laughs> Just look, for example, lockdown. Now, uh, this one I think for the very first time for me, I think it's getting a 0 out of 5. It's getting uh, a 0 out of 5. Yeah, I, I give it a 1. I give it 1 because
2: both of them actually seem disgustingly game for this. <laughs> Although, I will say who the, fuck, who the fuck idea was it for Noble to win this match? Vince's, like, like, but the, the entire lead up is that like, he this that he is that he fucking abused his blind at the time girlfriend.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. We yeah. That's the thing as well.
2: Like how? Like I'm like okay, cool. We're gonna see him lose. Uh, see What
1: I'm gonna say is uh two thousand four, but that doesn't justify it. No, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. Two thousand four absolutely like even in two thousand four. That is a choice, yes. And I don't understand. Well, Wrestling
1: always been about twenty years behind. So,
2: <laughs> so you're saying it'd be this would be okay in the eighties? Still no. The, yeah,
0: <laughs> I yeah, it don't was know. Acceptable just... in the eighties.
2: <laughs> just. Oh, okay. it's just wow. Yeah,
0: Look, this...
1: Basically, basically, this match is just a is just a pile of crap. I, I gave it a quarter star and said. It technically has wrestling in it. <laughs> That's for true. I, like I mean, think it, soon... it, it, it technically has wrestling in it. I don't know what
0: else there is to say about it. Soon after, actually, I believe after this, Nidio would uh, would quietly leave WWE. Dude, and then we would
1: <laughs> Jamie Noble just doing this
0: I and mean, being. I believe after that, we ended up. I think Ed ended up having a well. It would end up leaving for Ring of Honor. Uh, yeah, so and ending the summer of punk.
1: Champion.
0: Uh, and then he'd end up becoming a backstage producer. To this day, he's still a, a backstage Dude, producer.
1: There was that time where he was part of the authority.
0: Oh, the J and J security. Ah, <laughs> oh, who doesn't remember that? <laughs> oh my god. So we get a backstage promo from Kurt Angle explaining the actions of why he attacked John Cena and Big Show on SmackDown. This is all leading to their triple threat match. T- later tonight for the number one contender spot for the WWE Championship. Cena interrupts him to tell him that he would, uh, rather than attack him from behind and blindside him, he would actually attack him face to face and slaps Angle in the face and both brof- proceed to brawl. Ah, This leads us into our third match, which is the world's greatest tag team versus the APA. Yo, I forgot about Haas and Benjamin's blue gear. <laughs> Dude, with the blue and the gold? Like, oh, man. I fucking loved Haas and Benjamin back in the day.
1: Dude, they were so... I mean, I love Shelton Benjamin on a spiritual level. Yes. <laughs> Dude's fucking brilliant. Genuine, Genuinely one of
0: those hats that went so under the radar. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yo, this one as well. We had Bradshaw's missing link evolution from Bradshaw to JBL. <laughs> <laughs> within yeah it, it's that it's that weird middle period <laughs> so it's like seriously like a few mu- like a, not even a few a couple months later he would become jpl it's, it's like it's literally like just before it's gonna happen because
1: mm. he cut the hair he doesn't have the mustache anymore
0: it's good to see ron simmons as always in these sorts yeah. of
1: things we like ron, we all love ron simmons here
0: we did a whole episode on him we yeah, they, they have
1: the whole thing about how, like, the arm had been injured. And so he has the tape around the arm. Yep. But then somehow in that match, he still hits the clothesline from hell with the injured arm. Make Selling it. is a myth.
0: Selling. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we get uh, Shelton and Farouk starting out. And, oh, Benjamin's just so smooth. Shooting a really good takedown for the two to begin. Just, oh. Again, just the, the double team... From a, like double team moves, from Haas and Benjamin when they're isolating Farouk, Oh! it's so smooth. It's so smooth. <laughs> what I like about this match as well is it's like it's 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 like the the brawling style of the APA going up against the uh, kind of like the grappling wrestling style of of world's greatest yeah, tag team. You
1: play on the style with the the kind of big loose brawling and the technicals. And to be fair, like, you know, Haas and Benjamin are just so... They, to be, everyone in this match is good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, for once we're actually complimenting Bradshaw in this match.
1: Yeah, once. I know. Surprisingly.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. um, Gosh, yeah. Like, nice, great little double team moves from both teams. Like, the double shoulder oh, yeah. from uh, from the APA at one point. We get the hot tag from Farouk as he finally gets out of the corner. Uh, from the world's greatest tag team. Massive big boot and big body drop. And then a stiff powerbomb from Bradshaw to Benjamin. Um, he was yeah. always really stiff with those powerbombs, wasn't he, Bradshaw? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, you see, the thing there is it's Bradshaw. Ah, there we go. Because I was going to say, it com- when it comes to when he does the second rope, the Brett's rope fall the slam again, very stiff with that one. <laughs> And of course, again, to the uh, legal man, uh, Bradshaw hits the clothesline of hell with his injured arm to Charlie Haas. But before he could even try and pick him up, bam, super kick from Benjamin. He was always on the button with those super kicks of his.
1: Got them clean
0: as. That it gives us the free and the win for the world's greatest tag team. Yeah, this was a really solid match from two good tag
2: teams. Really damn solid.
0: Love I forgot.
2: Oh yeah, I forget how good Ron Simmons was, man. Yeah, so good, and, like, and his selling was so great as well. Mm-hmm. Like, really, like the wrestling, the psychology was tip
0: top mm-hmm. across the board really enjoyed it really i enjoyed really enjoyed it. this one as well and it's just like oh ain't it crazy like a few months like yeah a few months later in the brand split they would split haas and benjamin up it's really yeah. i mean it's ridiculous but of it, course well, they gave they gave exactly. um they gave benjamin a big push in his first week on raw by defeating triple h and then the intercontinental title run, but they did give Hards. I'll be honest, they did give him quite a good, uh, entertaining tag team with Rico, where they did win the tag titles. So eh, swings I, and roundabouts.
2: Yeah, I will say, however, it is 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 like pre JBL. JBL is slightly cursed. It really fucking.
1: Is. No, it, it 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 feels wrong.
2: He's <laughs> in the weird in between.
0: It really was off-putting watching this match, if I'm honest.
3: Yeah.
0: So I'm giving this a three out of five. Yeah, that, that feels, yeah, that, feels, that, more feels that
1: feels okay. Yeah. So I was going to go for, um, I was going to go probably like three, three and a half.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Certainly one of the better matches on this card. Absolutely. And of course, like you get all the, you just get basically all the best bits you can in quite a, uh, actually quite a short package.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So you're saying a free as well, Reardon? Yeah, yeah, I am. I am. I think that's perfectly right. Lovely, lovely stuff. So, here comes Goldberg through the crowd as he takes his seat in the front row. So, how did we get here, gentlemen? This all started when Brock Lesnar interfered in the Royal Rumble match, which he wasn't a part of. And he cost Goldberg the chance to main event WrestleMania. So... With 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 Goldberg taking his seat in the front row, out comes Paul Heyman, who <laughs> gives him the, the gives him the most like he's staring in the most funniest way possible. Like in his mind, I can hear him go, "What are you doing? <laughs> what are you
2: doing?" He reaches pitches that I didn't think
0: was possible for Paul him.
1: Heyman's <laughs> voice is a being unto itself. It
0: is. I only we could have Dino here because I'd ha- I'll let him do that. What are you?
1: <laughs> it, it's just so. There's something about it. It's
0: also just the tone of his voice as well. Yes. uh Paul Heyman, may you never change as well. No. <laughs> so Paul Heyman talks about how he got speared by Goldberg, how he shouldn't be here, and you know all of that l- stuff. And here comes Brock to confront Goldberg. And of course, Brock's goading Goldberg to jump the barricade. And face him, and both are in the ring, and they end up in a tussle, which ends with Goldberg delivering a huge jackhammer to Brock. This, of course, means that Heyman brings out the police, demands they arrest Goldberg, and get him out of the building. So, because of, of course Goldberg wasn't a wrestler; he was a fan, uh, and he had to be accosted yeah. by the relative by 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 the the law authorities. <laughs> Of course, this Which ends, for some bizarre okay. reason, with Hardcore Holly, who had, this time was having a rivalry with Brock since the beginning of the year, to kind of chase him out of the ring, and it leads us to our next match very abruptly, as we get Hardcore, yeah. Hardcore Holly versus Rhino. <laughs> Yeah, weird, it is a weird.
1: it is a thing. But this match was basically entirely built like
0: three days prior. Yes, yeah, so there's no built on the match match
1: SmackDown.
0: They, they had a match on SmackDown and it was made an hour before the show on Sunday Night Heat, um, it starts off hot and it doesn't really stop as R- Harley comes out uh, and uh, out of the ring and takes on Rhino at the on the entrance ramp. Uh, just ch- a load of chops, hard, stiff shots. Um, This match ends uh, with a good sequence where Holly executes a big old superplex uh, uh, to which uh, Rhino uh, delivers a gore that causes Holly to roll out of the ring. And soon after that, uh, Holly delivers a big old Alabama slam for the pinfall. It's not really a lot here that I could highlight as it was just like both of them were beating the piss out of one another. (laughs) Yeah, th- I, this match didn't grab me. I'm not going to lie. Nah, I think with
3: it...
0: no build-up, having it booked an hour before on Heat, how could you salvage that? <laughs> yeah. There was
1: only going to be so much you could do, and there was only so much Rhino could do on Rhino's part because he was in a match with Hardcore
0: Holly. <laughs> uh, So I gave this one, 1. 1.8 out of 5. <laughs> and I think that's being generous. <laughs> i think mostly because of the gore and the alabama slam that really that like really like slammed
1: like i wasn't really sure what to give this one because like it just kind of happens (laughs) (laughs) it's like i i went i went for one and a half and basically my thing is i have like in a way it kind of shouldn't exist and all i would have Honestly, all I would have done is I would have just booked Rhino in like a five minute bullfight against someone. Yeah. Because don't forget, this has to come off Goldberg and Brock. <laughs> yeah. So basically anything that's going to be here is going to be cursed. It's probably <laughs> not going to get the reaction that it wants to. So just like book like a nothing match and just be like, fuck it. Rhino and Kane are having a bullfight. <laughs> <laughs> See them slap the hell out of each other. Rather than like hardcore Holly is like, oh, I want to do some sequences. <laughs> Ring psychology. Yeah, I mean, like to be honest, for the match, it is. It does have decent psychology, probably because Hardcore Holly insisted on it.
3: <laughs>
1: um, but like you know, it 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 falls flat. But I don't think there's anything that could have really done to make it not fall flat. True. True. Mm. What do you think,
0: Ridden?
2: Yeah, it just it just like and I I gotta admit the Alabama slam finish kind of annoyed the hell out of me.
0: <laughs> so would you say the same? Like one, one out of five, maybe? Yeah, one point five, I guess. Actually, I've changed my rating. Uh, i instead of a one point eight, I'm gonna give it a. How hey, do you like me now? Out of five. Yeah, hey, like me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So with Colin and Taz. Again, hot dogging and grandstanding about the main event, the lights fade, and we get a familiar BONG. As the Undertaker, the vignettes that have been tormenting Kane throughout uh the year throughout the beginning of the year plays to the audience as it shown us in twenty-eight days the dead will rise again. Oh man, I remember these vignettes, man. And I remember how excited I was that we got to see Dead Man Take that we may see Dead Man Taker again. <laughs> I was oh. legit excited.
1: Off the biker taker. <laughs> I assume that everyone was just like, oh, hell yeah. And obviously, they had like the whole buried alive match against, was it Kane? Yeah.
0: No, oh, no, it was Vince what McMahon. Is... It was Vince McMahon. Was it, Vince? it was what Vince. It, it was it was Undertaker versus Vince McMahon, and Undertaker, uh, Kane, uh, interfered in that match. Oh
2: yeah. Oh okay. Uh, makes... Which
0: uh, if if that rivalry also gave birth to the weird Vince McMahon line of, uh, his Undertaker's wife is gonna be assaulted by a biker gang. I, wa- I wasn't gonna use the actual word that he used. Uh, because I'm i feel uncomfortable time. using it i'm fucking yeah. i don't yeah. remember that at all <laughs> cuz he used the
1: what? R word okay yeah that's, yeah that, okay that's a whole that's a whole thing yeah but i don't remember that storyline at all <laughs>
0: It's so weird. It's so bizarre. Bro. I have, I Vince... just
1: blo- have I just blocked it out of my memory?
0: Yes. Yeah. And I wonder if Vince will bring it up in his Hall of Fame in, uh, in his Hall of Fame induction to the Undertaker. Almost definitely he's... not. Because Vince is inducting Taker in the Hall of Fame, everybody. That is in fact for true. <sighs> which is the which is a, a an honour that's only been bestowed about with two other people, that is Steve Austin and Donald Trump. Huh. I'll
1: let you come to your own conclusion. Anyway,
0: let us get to the uh, penultimate match. As a matter of fact, the Cruiserweight Championship match. Uh, oh no, it isn't the penultimate match. I'm a silly to the,
1: penultimate match.
0: the penultimate to the penultimate match. Uh, as uh, Chavo Guerrero faces Rey Mysterio for the Cruiserweight Championship. Oh, man, it's so good to see Chavo Classic and Chavo together i love this i love you know what you know what's so
1: good Mm -hmm. seeing seeing the cruiserweight title being respected
0: (laughs) exactly uh seeing jorge paez as well uh boxing champion jorge paez as well With Uh,
1: with an absolutely diabolical trim and diabolical fit
0: i called it the jonah lumo haircut if anyone remember- if anyone's into New Zealand rugby and knows who Jonah Hell Lumo yeah. is, <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm sorry, but just like the 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 trim and the fit are just awful. Talking of <laughs> trim, <laughs> like like especially
0: bad. Talking of trim and fit, let me just say that Gold Ring Gear Rey Mysterio is top. It's top tier ring. Oh, gear it's, so, it's, it's so it's so fucking it good. It's so iconic. Sorry. So iconic
2: just oh the moment i saw him I'm like yo <laughs> I, especially especially with the correct entrance music
0: yes
1: who is that jumping out the sky rey
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great pace! these i mean i always loved charvo and ray working together because they just got it both of them worked so well together and i loved this rivalry because this went on way after this event and way after Wrestlemania of course this also led to uh charvo classic winning the cruiserweight title at one point it did it did uh but no great great pace from the pair of them um they just worked so well together loads of sentons loads of great fast paced um tip for tap moves uh during this match of course <clears throat> And Mysterio does a 6 nine to Charvo, leading to an attack by Jorge Paez on Charvo Classic, and this gets Paez sent to the back. <laughs> so uh, again, as we get on, but uh, this only got to a two count uh, as Charvo and Ray continued the match until uh, until a second six one nine. and during that second sequence, uh, Charvo grabs Mysterio's legs. Yep. uh and then goes for the pinfall for the free camp for a very like a very surprise free count and a and a title change which sees Charvo as the Cruiserweight champion leading into WrestleMania um again i really enjoyed this match cuz like Charvo and Ray just knew how to work so well together
2: charvo oh, and um, charvo you know i <sighs> i always like i always sleep on chavo until chavo slaps me and reminds me that yes incredible like
1: the thing with the thing with chavo guerrero is obviously like he never quite reached you know the heights of eddie or you know ray Mm. but like as as a base he is like genuinely probably up there with some of the best yeah he is, he is such a good base to work with.
0: Like we talked about in our Guerrero family episode, Chavo is just... Like, Chavo's so good. He's <laughs> so... Chavo is like the workhorse of the family. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, again, as I said, I love this era of Chavo being with his dad as his manager. I just, For some reason, I just love this era uh, of him. Um this would of course lead on to that weird Cruiserweight scramble match at WrestleMania twenty, when in reality yeah. it kind of should have been Ray versus Chavo again. Yeah, it should have been. Yeah. But mm. we did get we did get Funaki kind of losing in about three seconds, and of course we did get Ultimo Dragon slipping up on the entrance stage at WrestleMania twenty, so <laughs> of make of absolutely. that what you will. <laughs> so no great match great match from the pair of great, great match to have just, a great rivalry uh just, we get a four
2: star match for me oh four
0: absolutely star. four four out of five <laughs> absolutely four out of five from me
1: i would probably i'd probably say
0: four out of five as well yeah
1: Maybe four and a quarter if I'm feeling spicy.
0: <laughs> Maybe is that purely is that quarter purely for Ray's ring gigs? It would be for me.
1: Yeah, you know what? It's the ring gear yeah. and it's yeah. who's that jumping out of the sky. Yeah,
2: yeah. And also, um and also, you know, that, that fucking incredible reversal roll roll from the six one nine that oh, Chava yeah. does. Smooth as butter and is just my God, I popped so hard for yeah. it. I was
0: like, what? What? This is why we say, this is why we say that Chavo, AEW, why did you let Chavo go? <laughs> you should have kept him on because he would have been an amazing backstage producer or coach. Oh, absolutely. So, next match, gents. A triple threat match for the number one contender spot for the WWE Championship. Big Show versus John Cena. Versus Kurt Angle. And you get a guaranteed match at Wrestlemania 20. So. Hmm. Three guys. Well to, to one of these guys was incredibly. It was His star was rising. We had an established star. And then we had arguably probably WWE's best wrestler. And most popular wrestler at this point. What the big show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a this is an interesting I always find this like looking at this match interesting because we had three kind of like three cross points of WWE kind of coming together in this match. And it's really weird to look back on, as especially weird to look back on, to see where Cena would go at this point. Uh because he was popular, but he wasn't as popular as he would become. Yeah.
3: You know, there was a time when he was
0: actually liked by everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, what can I say about this match? Well, for most of the match, Big Show dominated. Pretty much. Like, he was using... Uh, I mean,
1: the... I think I think it tracks,
0: though. Mm. The seven-foot, 500-pound man just, you know, throwing Kurt Angle with John Cena around. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like,
2: everyone in this match really does their job.
0: Mm-hmm. And Cena's working injured as well, because he had a really bad tumble in the Royal Rumble when he twisted his knee and a really awkward angle. Mm. So if you look back on it, I actually used it in the Don't Try This at Home uh, videos, and, oh, he landed rough. Oh, did he? He landed really... Like, he twisted his, he's twisted his knee... Uh, with his and his lower kind of lower leg at a weird angle, um, and that's why he's wearing the knee brace. Um, so he's working injured in this match, but credit to him because he still he still went and he still uh went as like a hundred percent uh for this one, uh, even he, he so much uh with a giant fu at the one point in this match,
2: yeah, which which yeah. he almost I saw he almost couldn't do. Mm.
1: That knee was wobbling hard. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and then Angle throwing Big Show with an angle slam out of the ring. Oh,
2: uh, you know, I don't know what it is about this specific like match, but Angle just looked so fucking good. Ah, oh. I, I don't know what it is. Cause like, it's not like he's had anything really different, mm. but you just seem to just be, Working just so fucking solidly and working solidly for Kurt Angle is, you know, Kurt Angle. It's know. Kurt Angle,
0: yes. <laughs> the match ends then with Angle cracking the ankle lock on Cena's bad knee, forcing him to submit. And Angle has won the number one contender spot for the match at WrestleMania 20. Oh. Yeah, this, is, this was not a bad penultimate match. Uh, no, I honestly? mean
1: to be honest, like number one contender matches always a sketchy one. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think triple threats are normally a really good way to do it, and yeah. it does a really good job at showcasing everyone's kind of big points and skills Agreed. in like a relatively easy way.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, as I said, this is a. Uh... Like leading into this match, these guys, you know, three different at et- times in WWE's history coming at one point, and then of course this would end up sprouting with Kurt Angle, you know, still being the most becoming even more popular than he would ever be. Big Show still being the established star and Cena's stock rising. As a matter of fact, Show and yeah. Cena would have a match for the US title to open WrestleMania twenty.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's worth saying actually. Big Show was the uh US champion
0: at the time. Yeah. In a yeah. belt that didn't fit him. <laughs> Good you yeah, remember. Right. How small the US championship
2: big looked Yeah, Big Show. Yeah, it so looked, so yeah, tiny, yeah, 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 yeah. Big Show looked particularly big. <laughs> and I don't know, well, I think maybe it was at the camera angles, but between the belt and like Cena and like Angle, because well, you know, like wrestlers, like they crouch when they're Eight. doing their punches. Mm. So like the Big Show looked,
0: Absolutely colossal. They,
1: they just had a permanent Andre angle on him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's for true. It is for true. Uh, we get a backstage promo with Charvo Guerrero outside Eddie's locker room, talking about uh, his win and talking about uh, and kind of, kind of, you know, digging at Eddie during this promo as well actually no before we actually get onto that as well i didn't even give you ch- give a chance to go for the ratings did i i give this one, oh. i give the triple threat match a three out of five actually
2: uh i'm gonna give it a three and a half because like everyone really really worked but and but it's always God. it's always so funny seeing uh bugonomic cena it's always so <laughs> so oh everyone.
1: yeah no like seeing john cena at this time just feels wrong at this point yeah.
3: Mm. Uh, so, yeah,
1: yeah, I was, I was going to go three and a half. I was debating on three and three quarter, but I'm going to go three and a half.
0: I completely forgot during this time as well that John Cena uh, wore video game sweatbands. He was wearing Atari yeah. sweatbands, and I forgot in WrestleMania he wore the Legend of Zelda and Super Mario sweatbands. He did? <laughs> he yes. did. Yes, he did. He did. Intriguing. Gamer Intriding. Cena. Gaming Cena. so of course as i said talked about the promo with charvo and that leads us to the main event brock lesnar versus eddie guerrero for the wwe championship oh man oh right this is the one we're going to be talking about the most because this match is damn well iconic
3: yeah it is and
2: also it oh man i admit i admit watching it I loved it, but it felt so bittersweet,
0: man. It really did. It, it... really <laughs> did. I, I, I got here like first note of here is that Eddie's entrance was always incredible. God I miss him so much. Yes. Yes. yes.
1: I mean yes. on that on that same thread, uh continuing the theme, I, I guess is just a consistent with him, but Brock coming out first. That was curious. I was like,
0: "Huh, oh, champion's out first,
1: eh? I feel like that's just mm. a Brock thing to do, though. I feel like mm. he always does it.
3: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
2: That is a good point, actually, that you mention it. <laughs> also, young Brock made me, made me like, really put to pain something that really has bothered me with modern Brock Lesnar. I don't know whether he just can't do it anymore, because like, despite all appearances, Brock Lesnar is still a human being. <laughs> but it really does kind of put like God Brock used to be so much more dynamic.
0: Yeah. In the ring, yeah. I think you know a career of um, of of mixed martial arts and of course his bouts with diverticulitis that really knocked him like for a yeah. league, healthwise health wise. Make I I say that probably contributed a lot to um his slowing down of 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 his in ring prowess because you're right how. Health- fast and dynamic he was when he went from move to move was insane for a guy his size. Mm. Like not I I, I say this to people, right? It's like never has there been before then was there a guy of Brock's stature that could move and jump that quick. And I'd say the closest thing we've got to I say the next kind of person I'd say who was like that as Brock is Keith Lee. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably. And, again, like... and you'd think with that being said that WWE would have known what to do with Keith Lee. Like, but, uh...
2: but no, I do feel like just how much he was doing in that match is incredible. And you know you know what's funny? Um, it's only recently now because he's doing his his, his, his you know his proper face run. Mm. It's weird seeing Brock Lesnar talk so much. Same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it seems like, I don't know whether it's like, because like, and when he's on the mic, he's fine. He's perfectly fine. Mm. But and but as he's gone on in like later ones, I'm kind of like seeing him now. He's It's like he's had to warm up back to it. Yeah. After not speaking for yeah. so long
0: or barely speaking for so long. You know one thing that's never changed? What's that? His face turning purple during a match. Oh some things never change. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this starts with like power, like you would expect from a big guy like a and like an underdog's uh match. Big power offense from Brock, throwing Eddie around like he weighs nothing. Um, what I love about this match yep. is that during this, Eddie tries to build offense up but is immediately shot down with like a clothesline or a knee yeah, yeah, there's like the, uh,
1: there's the one where he tries the head scissors and gets absolutely sand back to the floor.
0: Oh yeah, going from yeah. the top for the second rope power Karana. like, yeah 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 oh that one i'm kind of like someone's neck's gonna get broken someone's <laughs> neck is gonna get broken tell you what no great save by bro, brock from that because he almost he almost did drop him uh drop eddie on his head but god bro good it, save. It,
1: it sounds like when you it sounds like when you drop a bag of ice
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> it really was <laughs> big belly sp- to belly suplexes as well from brock like it, again he's throwing eddie around <laughs> but uh also during this match i see that lesnar went to this chris jericho school of trash talking during a match going you ain't nothing eddie
2: you ain't nothing it's great
0: <laughs> so um again with the offense of him throwing around the ring eddie spills to the outside um and eddie with an opening hot shots brock off the top rope grabs him by the ankle and throws his knee against the ring post now he's he has exploited a part of brock's game he's got the knee and you know what's great i don't know it's a really kind of like a a cliche thing to say as a wrestling fan in today's day and age it's nice to see some ring psychology of isolating a body part you know what i mean it's not that it's it that it doesn't happen anymore it's just it seems like it seems like it it doesn't happen in every match you know (laughs) yeah i know what you mean great though no, it was great to see that also oh man i forgot that brock does the delayed fisherman's buster
1: yeah he did oh. this
0: time. oh yeah god but he only gets the two and i i love it the next thing i say here is rest hold city bitch <laughs> hey look <right.
1: laughs> you gotta get there eventually <laughs> it's it's on the
0: stop to suplex city oh I, oh, man. Um, after this, though, when, when Brock goes for the gorilla press, how high he gets Eddie up in the air as Eddie runs to him is insane. <laughs> but again, he's thwarted by Eddie as he goes to the knee, cutting him off with a clothesline. But as I said here, like as soon as he tries to get that offense in, like Brock is right back there shutting him down, even when he's working yeah. with one knee.
1: It's like even at a... Even in this kind of like you know big man small man match,
0: they keep up a relentless pace. Absolutely, for, for half an hour, how they managed to keep this pace up is insane. Um, but there was a rough looking German uh, suplex from Brock. Uh, I don't know if yeah, he managed to slip was... the ha- a hand there, but you almost some it's...
1: some say it was stiff. I'm gonna say it was most likely incidental because Miscon- it didn't look like um...
0: it didn't look like he had his grip. Mis timing with a, I think loose grip as well. Unfortunately, that that with the way that landed, it snapped head Eddie's head head back, and I was like, "Ah, that looked rough. That looked really rough." <laughs> also, it was this time that I saw that there was a Marty Janetti fan signed in the crowd. <laughs> okay, hey, someone's got to put Marty over, I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Marty's not doing the job himself. So,
0: (laughs) Um, shoulder. When you got Eddie like into the corner, those shoulder thrusts Brock always used to do were so good. Yeah. Um, He goes.
1: Eddie, like, fling himself for those into those into that corner.
0: Yeah the the running knee that he had tried before in the match that hit with Eddie fails as Brock spills over the top rope and onto the floor and is followed up. I cannot believe that the uh, the production team and Kevin Dunn missed is because they needed to go to a replay of a massive planter from why Eddie. Why can
1: you? Why can you not believe it? <laughs> oh yeah, because it's it Kevin was Dunn. just the signs we were gonna get in the future. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And this is where we get, like, really great, like, um, submission transitioning from Eddie. So after kind of gaining offense off of Brock and reversing into a stun gun, we get a knee bar from Eddie, and then he transitions that into an STF. Like, oh, that was so smooth from Eddie. And then after that, he does... He does... The, uh, a figure four, and then he does the lasso from El Paso, and then goes back into the STF. Dude, it's, so it's so smooth. smooth. <laughs> and here's something I learned today. The STF actually stands for the Step Over Toe Hold Face Lock.
1: I, I choose to believe that's not true, <laughs>
0: but it probably is. Which means that John Cena, when he called it the STFU, called it the Step Over Toe Hold Fuck You.
1: I mean... You
2: know,
0: <laughs> yeah. It yeah. I mean,
2: I'm glad that he. I mean, I'm glad that he. um That he actually explained it, as I always wondered. Like,
1: <laughs> I don't know. It feels it. It feels like they worked back, mm. but they probably didn't. It was probably just. It's probably a thing. A thing that's been going on in wrestling for so many years, and I just never thought to think about it that way.
0: Yeah. Ah. Oh. Man. But but like in the lead up to those submissions as well, it's like again both were doing great counters from a belly to belly. Uh, there was a great suplex countered into a head scissors from uh, from Eddie uh, during that. It's just ah oh, again these guys are just oh it's so good it's so good. Uh, oh big spine buster at one point as well from Brock like he slams Eddie to the ground <laughs> with that spine buster but it's only a 2 only a 2 uh and then we go back to a to a headlock from uh Brock but a nice way of getting out of it by Eddie is he stands up and sends Brock flying to the uh, second turnbuckle uh this sets Eddie up for a top rope missile dropkick uh which Ed, like Brock ducks and Eddie just flings into the air and hits yeah. him down hard
2: it's so, oh man, oh man.
0: Uh, and then we get a big vertical suplex for Brock, and um, uh, and Brock saying, "Die, Eddie, just die." Oh god, ah. His timing on that was incredibly unfortunate. Mm. That
2: was literally no one's fault, but fucking
0: hell. Yeah, Ugh, that was a bit hard to watch. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I've never seen a bear hug, gut wrench, rest hold from someone before and then ending it's it a with a, a gut wrench one. suplex. I like it though. I it do like easy. it. Oh yeah. And the German rollover. like he was doing he had he had Eddie in a German like suplex position and then just did like instead of going for the suplex just rolled him over for a pin. Again, never seen that before. More people should use that. For being inventive. For being yeah. inventive. Eddie powers out of the out uh, of these uh, rest holds. Uh, with a again, even with these two looking like they're really exhausted, he performs a beautiful head scissors to Eddie, and then we get the three amigos. Oh, oh, I love the three amigos so much.
2: Little... That is that, that rich. Well, He, the way he did the way the ending, the end shuffle on that one had like, he looked like he was going to like it's kind of weird how this the match became more and more vaguely religious as time went on, yes. Especially considering, like one time, he has um, Brock Lesnar has him in, like I think, like a, in the back, like he's about to do another German suplex. Mm. And uh, but the way Eddie just kind of lifts his head, like he's about to get raptured. Yeah, it's it's an he's incredible. To
1: God for salvation.
2: <laughs> yeah, literally, he is literally speaking to, like they say on the call, he is Eddie is speaking to a higher power. And I'm like, this fucking rips, but it's also. This is, But it's also so Catholic, I think I'm reading
0: (laughs) their (laughs) level. Oh, I love it. (laughs) So after this, Eddie goes for the frog splash and nobody's home. This gives Brock the opening to hit the F5, which he does, but in the process, hits the ref and every person is on the mat and they are out. Brock tries for the free count, but no one's answering the call. Bump, ref, bump. (laughs) So Brock... Goes for the WWE title to use it as a weapon, but suddenly out of nowhere comes Goldberg and spears the heck out of Brock Lesnar. Dude, but how could he be there? He just got arrested earlier. Goldberg he... just speared our
2: champion. I I want to see I want to see the backstage promo where, where Goldberg crashes out of Al- Alcatraz.
0: <laughs> where did he get a shirt from? As well, he must have gone to the merch booth, shouldn't he? Gold Goldberg cuts a promo on the cops that arrested him. So you want to know who is he? He's in the back of the cop god going, you don't want to know who's next? You two are next! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you must have a very good relationship with the police, because there's all- they're always ex- escorting him out into the arena from it's the backstage really area. Way. He's got a great relationship with people who work in security. <laughs> oh, man. This, by the way, again, where Eddie crawls to a prone Brock for a 2.9, um, great near fall. Great near fall. Uh, Eddie tries to use the we- uh, tries to use the title as a weapon. Uh, misses, swing and a miss. Brock goes for the F five, but my god, what a counter into a tornado DDT! Oh, so
2: good. How
0: smooth that counter is. You don't want to talk about spiritual?
1: <laughs> that was spiritual oh but it's one of those shit. things of like you even though right we're here and we've probably all seen this match before we've seen that spot before every time we see it we're just like
0: mm, come on do it <laughs> yes no same i was was like oh do it the frog splash Do it frog splash <laughs> the like i don't care what anyone says that frog splash is forever etched into my mind oh okay. mm. it, it is it is it's because again it's so smooth it, again and because of what it, it what it you know what it means and like this is this is one
1: this is one of those things that i think speaks to a certain you know aspect of aesthetic and like generations but the thing of all the camera flashes going off yes yeah uh, i miss you know that that, that okay. not being preserved now
2: Oh. It's it's so on un- it's just an unfortunate march of time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, what can you do? <laughs> uh, although I'm like, I'm kind of you know what? I'm kind of surprised. Like, I'm kind of surprised people haven't done it with their phones. I mean, I mean, hell, like, you know, our boy, our boy managed to use it with the fireflies. Yep, and that was fucking sweet as. <laughs> but like, people just. Yeah, it sucks. It really does suck. You know, suck.
3: It, it,
1: it, it's that, but then also I think there's a certain aspect to this collective sound of people.
3: Yeah. in yeah.
1: their cameras. Yeah. Yeah. And. It, it's, it's fucking brilliant. It's so
0: good. It's so, so good. Of course, that signals the free, and Eddie Guerrero is your new WWE champion to a thunderous applause and just such an iconic moment of eddie jumping into the crowd uh and celebrating and and giving uh, and giving his brother mondo and his mum a hug as he has the title in his hand as he hits the, as he uh, jumps mm-hmm. onto the announce table and starts celebrating oh this match is incredible it's so good <laughs> it's so good like it is uh oh, this is peak popularity of Eddie like he was so i mean even 2002 to 4 he was so fucking over it's it's it's, it's like uh it's like
2: thunderous yeah i like i and that's like only
0: 11000 cl- people making that mm-hmm. noise
2: like the closest is the Cena sucks chance, and that takes <laughs> yeah. and that takes two and that takes two demographics to make. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous.
0: One of Brock's best matches during that little and during that time from two thousand and two to two thousand and four, yeah. his first part of his career, without question. Um. Eddie just being a goddamn superstar at this point and deservedly uh, taking his place on top of the mountain. Um, Of course, he would go on to have a great match against Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 20. Mm. Um, It would go on to have a good rivalry with JBL for the title, which would ultimately see Mm. him drop the title to JBL. Um, He would never go for the title again, mostly because he said he wasn't, he didn't feel like the pressures of being the champion, being the face of the company it was a little bit too much for Eddie and didn't think he could be good enough to be the face of the company And I, I mean, all fair you know, all fair for Eddie I always thought he would always be a terrific face yeah. for the company but I can understand the pressure of that being a bit too much for someone as yeah, well.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, you know, you've got to think about the amount of intense work that comes along with that.
0: Media appearances, having to make, you know, signings, uh, being, yeah. you know, having to go to do the house show loop as well. I can imagine that does take its. T- well, I mean, Talk God, I mean, CM Punk says it best that it takes its absolute toll mentally and physically out of you. Yeah. I mean, it comes as no surprise from you two chaps if my rating for this one is five out of five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a five out of five match, clearly. <laughs> um... See, uh, 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 an almost pay per view that could have been just seen as a throw a throwaway like pay per view leading well, into yeah. WrestleMania. I mean, it,
1: it is, it is the thing of, it could. I say. Uh, you know, it's the thing that uh, gets me with modern WWE structure. Yeah, you know that, like, pay- some pay per views are just throwaways for the sake of having things at pay per view. Like, for example, like I, I pretty much go into like, for example, Fast
3: Lane,
1: <laughs> not expecting someone to really like lose the title. <laughs> like, you might get like, you know, you might get like the US title or something mm. like that, but not like, you know, I get the feeling that if like the WWE title was to change hands at Elimination Chamber. Yeah. (laughs) It would have a very different reception. But the the thing is, it's about setting up matches for events, not setting like events for matches.
3: Yeah.
0: So, so good. (laughs) And so that is the end of No Way Out 2004. Um, As I said, this led, of course, to Kurt Angle versus Eddie at WrestleMania 20. We got Goldberg versus Lesnar at WrestleMania 20. We also had the Cruiserweight Championship match. The weird thing, they had the four-way tag title matches for both Raw and SmackDown. Mm Mm-hmm. I again, I just vividly always remember that mania because I had it on DVD and I didn't mind it. I always like how I always remember WrestleMania twenty three because I had that on DVD as a child. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Of course, we had the return of Undertaker, all of that good stuff. Two thousand and four was a, I think, a peak year for the ruthless aggression era because it felt like they got they they finally kind of equipped with everything that they had, (laughs) or wanted planned. And it just seemed to have started working. I say this as well as being that you know this is the time where we had here comes the pain, and then we had SmackDown versus Raw come out, so we had it like we had it made for video games as well at this time. Yeah. Oh, and Day of Reckoning. Just like the GameCube had it good with Day of Reckoning, if you ask me. Oh yeah. So yeah, that is where we are gonna leave. 2004 for now, at the very least, because I imagine we're probably going to do another like pay-per-view review or show review. I guess you know if we're going to go back to 2004, I hedge a bet, guys, that we should do Kurt Angle as GM and when he was bound to a wheelchair at one point. <laughs> 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 do you remember uh... that storyline where Big Show chokeslab Kurt Angle off of a off of a high uh, of a high kind of like part of a building yeah, out in the backstage arena? We can think. We can think about it. We can think about it. Let me go, you big. Jerk. Ah! (laughs) And he just said a... And Kurt Angle was apparently dead, but came back alive and very well. (laughs) How he managed to survive a a 30-foot drop onto concrete, we'll never know. This is wrestling. What am I talking about? (laughs) We will never know. (laughs) So, yeah, that concludes No Way Out 2004. Overall, for the whole pay-per-view, I'm going to give it a 3.8 out of 5. Uh, I think, again, iconic main event was really bolstered by a few really good events here. But maybe, you know, maybe a bit dampened by some of the matches that were booked here. Most notably, Holly versus Rhino and Noble versus Midia.
2: Yeah. Although, to be honest, to be honest, like this is going to get me probably shot at but i actually kind of prefer the noble match to the rhino match yeah. i don't know yeah which is weird and horrifying to say but it's true <laughs> no, but yeah but
1: like the thing is though is i don't honestly think you're that wrong
2: <laughs> yeah so yeah no i think um my final verdict is like a 3.75 the things that hinder it do quite hinder it mm, but other yeah. than that other than that re-watching it it felt like just going into a warm fuzzy blanket of good wrestling
1: <laughs> yeah no i think i think it's i think it, i think that's fair mm. um i'd probably go like just straight down three and a half yeah i think that's fair
3: Mm -hmm. you know
1: uh, everything that is good about it is brilliant everything that is bad about it is just a complete dud and (laughs) you don't really get much in the wave in between (laughs)
0: absolutely absolutely so chaps i have some really interesting uh uh, interesting numbers about this one so as i said Cal palace sold out with eleven thousand, but Uh, As everyone knows, the Cow Palace can actually accommodate 13,000, but this was I guess due to a couple of things. Uh, Arena set design as well as people not being able to show up because of of the delay and people not being able to get there on time. Uh, The event itself grossed over $450,000 from the gate, but it also received 350,000 pay-per-view buys. This helped the WWE earn 43.7 million in revenue from pay-per-view from the pay-per-view events. Uh that is up 10 million from last year. Okay <laughs> this, then. This well, also was the biggest selling DVD for 2004 for WWE. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. Even more than WrestleMania 20, believe it or not. Although it was quite the numbers are quite close between no way out and WrestleMania Twenty. Ah, <sighs> so there we are, chaps. I'm glad that we could actually watch a good pay per view, as opposed to a really kind of like weird or bad. Well, pay-per-view. I was gonna say, like, like we could
1: have just gone for, <laughs> we could have just gone for on the vein of like yeah hey, we would pick something bad we were like let's pick something good for once
0: <laughs> give ourselves a break for once
1: <laughs> we'll be back to the awful pay-per-view soon enough
0: oh oh absolutely absolutely we will although uh, that being said the next one we have planned is probably the pay-per-view the best pay-per-view <laughs> but we'll get to that in due course all right chaps <sighs> everyone listeners dan Reardon. It's the episode we've been teasing since the very start. The one we have been milling over for nearly two years at this point. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. On next week's episode, we are going to be talking all about Cesaro. Get ready for rage, all right. baby! We're going, to, all right. we're going to be chronicling... We're not going to be talking all about Claudio Castagnoli's career. More so, we are going to be just having an open and frank discussion about his WWE career, his lists of accomplishments, his storylines, and why we, as a group, are so angry that they never, ever properly utilized Cesaro. <laughs> you know how every, you know
2: how I screamed about Kofi. Imagine that, only it's all three of us. That's what you're gonna be like. Right, we
1: to. are gonna be fucking yelling. Just by Anger.
0: Them. Oh my god. That is all to come for next week. But until then, I have been Sam. This has been Dan and Reardon, and you've been listening to the Sweet Tune Web Podcast. We will see you as ever on the next one. Bye everybody. Bye-bye.